edition of the Can You Entertainment Podcast. This is your host, Nate NLA1. That's my handle on Twitter. You could also find me at Instagram at GRTN8. And this weekend, relax. I don't need to be driving around. It's time to relax. Now, hey everybody, I'm going to do a little chill uh, podcast here. I'm just playing some bossa nova music. If you can hear that, I'm going to turn it down. Yeah, so uh, it is Saturday. Ooh, hold on. It is Saturday, October 7th, 2017, and it is 5.30 in the afternoon. I am chilling at home, just relaxing finally have a weekend, a full fucking weekend, I'm talking from Friday night to Sunday night, <laughs> oh man, it's been, to have a, since I've had a full weekend, I think it's been since August or something, yeah, and even then I was doing some uh, driving and stuff, but Tonight I'm not I'm not gonna do it. I'm gonna do some probably tomorrow. But yeah, tonight I'm today today overall I just said I gotta hang out and chill. I wasn't gonna even do this, but I figured well might as well do do a little podcasting at home since I'm always just driving and all that bullshit, so Oh man. So anyways I'm just uh yeah, just chilling at home, getting ready for next weekend, which I have a whole technically four days off, um, and I'll be in Vegas, a part of that, at least three, yeah, it's gonna be like three days overall, two nights, three days, you know, give or, give or take, pretty much three days, and, uh, meeting my mom out there, I'm really excited to have her flying in from Pittsburgh, and, uh, looking forward to it, uh, really special because, um, first of all, we've, together have never been there, but secondly, this is her first time being back there as far as, like, actually visiting, I mean, she's had a layover there, she's been through there on the bus, stuff like, I mean, like, a couple little times like that, you know, it doesn't count, and of course she's seen stuff on TV, so she, it's not like she doesn't know how it looks, but she hasn't been there since 1979, so, pretty special, <laughs> Yeah, so we're going to, um, she's actually going to, she's got a menu from the Flamingo that was from the 60s, and she's going to be bringing that, and, uh, we're going to go over there, and I don't know if it'll mean anything, but either way, I thought it'd be kind of fun, bring it out, you know, show some of the staff there, and, you know, I'll take a nice little picture of her with it, but, <clears throat> yeah, it's going to be a little nostalgia with that for her, and then, uh, over, overall, it's going to be all brand new, because it's all new as far as every other place, pretty much, uh, probably, well, Caesars was there, and, uh, you know, there's gonna be some familiarity, it's, it's Vegas, but, you know, it's the downtown area, it'll, it'll definitely take her back, and then, uh, yeah, so, I'm just, you know, just getting everything set up, and kind of preparing, because I haven't been there myself since 2013, uh, yeah, yeah, 2013, and, um, yeah, so it's definitely a long overdue, because I've, for some time there, um, I've usually gone pretty much every year, or maybe have missed a year, but usually it's every year, so, and mo and there was one year at one point, we went, uh, five times, Yeah, I think it was like five times that year. It was fun. It was a really good good run that year. 
So, and then, you know, other years there's been two times or, yeah, stuff like that. But, yeah, by now, I don't know, I've been overall to Vegas probably, fuck, man, maybe up to 20 times, maybe? If I'm not, if I haven't, I'm getting there. (laughs) For sure, I'd say definitely, probably definitely 12. I mean, I'm definitely on my way to 20, for sure. Now, my wife has been there. She's been there way more, because she grew up out here and went there a lot as a kid, so... Um, yeah, she's probably up there at that point. So... Yeah, if you've never been to Vegas, uh, definitely recommend it. It's a great... Uh, it's just a good experience, fun time. If you really don't like gambling... Excuse me. I mean, if you really don't like that, then... Yeah, I don't recommend it for you, but... <laughs> but really, even if you're not crazy about it, there's so much to look at and see. It's good for a two-day place, you know what I mean? I, I wouldn't say a real vacation there. It's a great weekend, three days, four days tops. You know, three nights, four days. That's pretty solid. I mean, after that, uh, I don't know. You might get pretty... It, it, it gets kind of stale. There's only... I mean, unless you really make sure you do some stuff like, you know, get massages and go to shows and, you know, you you can fill up those days. You don't want to, but if you're just going to kind of lounge around and you don't have a lot of money, eh, it might get pretty stale, you know. It's not terrible, but, uh, you know, I think a two, like I said, two nights, three days, that's that's good. Um, Of course, if you're traveling from real far, you may want to, you know, I, I, I wouldn't say just go to Vegas, you probably want to still, you know, depending on what you have, money and time, you know, first off, if you're traveling really far, like overseas to Vegas, I mean, you definitely <laughs> are not going to come here just with nothing, so, um, but I would say definitely come out to LA or, you know, San Francisco, you know, stuff like that, so you could do a couple nights there and, you know, Three, two day, two nights, three days, and then you could spend the next four or five days out here in LA, and you know, leave on the sixth day, and that's all of a good eight. <laughs> that's like a good eight day trip, nine day trip, give or take, and that's that's a pretty good run. That would be a nice. That's a nice trip for almost anybody. Even yeah, even from overseas, that's a. It's kind of fast, but it that's a good trip. Like you'll have a good time. And if you come to LA you know, go to Hollywood, go to the beach, and, uh, downtown, especially downtown now, I would definitely say that, maybe a ball, well, now baseball's getting into playoffs, so you might miss that, but, uh, Kings game, basketball, look up sporting events, so, yeah, definitely, uh, and if you can rent a car, rent a car, drive around, don't be afraid, go to the valley, come out here, it's, easy, it's not hard to navigate out here, but yeah, just giving you a, <laughs> giving you my a little bit of uh, two cents here, so, yeah, so just looking forward to that, um, just talk about some sports anyways, might as well, um, yeah, the Yankees are down to uh, Cleveland Actually, the Yankees and the Red Sox, but the Yankees really fucked up yesterday. They were up 8-3, and they ended up having it tied 8-8, and then (laughs) I think it went to the 12th or so. I didn't see, I should have stayed and saw the end of it, but, um, because I was watching it at my bar, so I saw when it got all tied up. It didn't really, nothing really came of that, so I didn't, you know, but apparently I guess Joe Girardi fucked up a call or something that probably cost the game. That's the manager of the Yankees, but uh, 9-8, they lost, man, so they're down two zip, and this is these are five games, so each team, all they have to do is win on the road against either team, and that shit's over with. That would be huge if you have Boston and New York go at the same time, <laughs> so we'll see what happens, but uh, Dodgers ended up dominant, I think, or pretty much, yeah, they, they fucking, 
won pretty handedly, and uh, I think they're playing tonight. Uh, I have to look here. Hold on. They're playing the Diamondbacks. Uh, <sighs> it's nice to be able to do this like this. I haven't done a podcast sitting around somewhere for a while. Actually, I haven't done it, well, unless I've been in a parking lot and you've heard me just for a few minutes, but, yeah, it was uh, Curdy Mac when he was on the podcast, my homie, underthecitylights.com, check him out. Okay, so right now it's Chicago and the Nationals, and Chicago is losing, 6-3, to three, top of the ninth, so it's about to wrap up. They got one out, they got one guy on base, unless they make something happen, they're going to lose that game. Uh, so that's going on, yeah, the Dodgers are on tonight, they're going to be on in a few minutes, but hopefully they can go ahead and get up to zip. They're just, they're, they're too good of a team not to fucking, they, they need to, you know, I mean, they need to, win, need to win any way they can, but honestly, I just want, they, this series, like, get right through these fuckers, <laughs> they, they gotta win like that, come on. I hope they can, they're too, they got too much, they got too much not to really play well, now when they get into some tougher situations like Houston maybe, then that's going to be different, I can understand that might be more of a series, but we'll see, I'm excited for them, I just really want them to go all the way, just because the Pirates are obviously out of it, Um, yeah, I I gotta pull for the Dodgers. I've always, I always do, it's just uh, been rough, you know, these playoffs they've had over the years recently, they've, you know, they just don't seem to come strong enough sometimes, this last one though, this last year, they did come with a lot of fight, so I think they have that in them now, so this year, they should be that much better, and they really are, you know, I mean, they've really, except for that slide at the end for a little bit, I mean, they really couldn't have done any better this year you know, so, um, I just want them to finish with the championship, really, I mean, not that they can't continue to have a good team for a while, but, you, you know, these opportunities, fucks, and, you know, it, it, it can, you just don't want to constantly keep coming up short, especially when you have an opportunity, you know, I mean, unless, you know, hey, if a team beats you soundly and they're that good, then hey, they're that good, you know, but go out there and give it, you know, you can only give it your all, so hopefully that's what we're going to see out of them. I feel like they have that grit, they just have to do it, so. So yeah, that's pretty much it as far as the sports right now, tomorrow's football, which I'll, yeah, I'll definitely be watching some, I'll watch the game, it's going to be Jaguars, so. It's a 10 a.m. game, so there's no reason for me not to watch it. Um, I don't know. I might might go out, but I don't know. We'll see. It's not a big deal for me to go out anymore for that stuff. And it's like I, I, my bars aren't the same, you know, the places I used to go. Um, Champs is not bad. It's in Burbank, and they do have, like, a Steeler bar. But if I'm going to go, really, I think Gabe's is the one to go to and that's in, uh, it's a little bit of a drive, but it's not too bad, but that's a good Steeler bar, that's a real good Steeler bar, so, but we'll see if I'm really interested, you know, it's, it's whatever, excuse me, jeez, I had some Chinese food earlier, <laughs> yeah, I had a good, good bit, too, like, good meal, yeah, it was nice, nice, you know, it's just a regular little spot, nothing special, but, yeah, they hook it up, oh, man, so, yeah, that's pretty much it, just been chilling today, um, what I want to talk about, I could talk about Trump stuff, man, I'm just, I I just feel like shit, I could talk about it, but it's like, we're all seeing so much, it's really annoying, (laughs) um, you know, I don't have to keep repeating myself in terms of, of course, I'm super disappointed, and 
just tired of them. I mean, like, it's just bad. It's just so bad. It's really so bad. I just want that guy out of there, you know. And, uh, I don't know, there's just so many things to go on about, but what can you say? So, anyway, let me, I'm going to stop for now. I just wanted to record this, and, uh, I'll check back in. It's a Sunday afternoon. Actually, it's evening. It's six o'clock in the evening, and I'm just here at home, jamming some reggae and probably driving my my neighbor's nuts. Let me turn that down a little more. And um, just watched the football game earlier, of course. The Steelers debacle. They got beat the fuck down by the Jaguars, but they really just gave it to them in a lot of ways. But the Jaguars don't sleep on them. They are a good team. Like, you do, you, you will have to play them well. You can't think you're just going to fuck around with them. Um, and I'm not saying the Steelers did that. It, there's a real problem. And sadly, I think it's really on Ben's shoulders mostly. He has lost his step big time. He's out of sync with the team or they're out of sync. It's a big problem. I, I see something to that effect. The other shit, there's other things too, but that's the biggest thing. So, anyways... I don't want to dwell on it because uh, you guys will hear about it and see about it, so I don't need to sit there and talk a ton about it. I wanted to talk a little bit about my uh, appreciation of reggae. I know I talk about hip-hop music and probably some other stuff, but I want to point out reggae. This is me, my Reggae Week podcast. <laughs> yeah, man, reggae. I love reggae, man. I don't know if you guys do. I think it's a very hot and cold thing. Like Some people either just like it or love it or they don't, you know, um, which is weird, or I don't even think that they don't, they don't, they just don't, maybe, it may not be something that's in their thing, but then when they hear it, they get, they, it's not that they hate it, so, it's, to me, it's a hard music to hate, I mean, you might not like all of it, but there's gonna be a reggae song that you're gonna like, I think, I think it's, that's where it's, like, a lot like hip-hop, but I think, actually, if you really listen to a lot of reggae, you'd realize how much more fun it actually is. Hip-hop's, I love hip-hop, but honestly, reggae, dance hall, see, because there's going to, so I'm going to break it down, so reggae is very much a more new music, much like hip-hop, reggae itself is really, Bob Marley started it in a way, you could probably argue about a couple other guys, but the reggae as we know it really started somewhere in the 70s, I want to say maybe 72 but it came from ska, and if you listen to ska, the beat is practically the same, there's just one little tweak they did basically, and I can't even describe where they did it, it just kind of pauses it slightly, like takes it back, like ska is like dun dun dun, and then reggae just kind of dun dun dun, you know, kind of puts a little offness to it, and that's really the big difference, other than that it's so much the same, um, but that's the root, and of course then reggae also I would say brought in a more rough culture, much more um, the street culture, whereas like ska was probably people out there partying, having fun type thing, I mean it's not that those guys, you didn't have some, but it's like reggae made it cool to be street as well, you know, it brought in there, you know, so there's a real link then to reggae and then hip-hop, because you definitely had guys, the the early DJs in hip-hop, they were from Jamaica, so they brought the sound system thing, um, Grand Wizard Theodore, I think it was, and I'm probably missing, there's one other guy, particularly, but they brought the sound system element, big speakers, setting it up, oh, DJ Cool Herc, right, I think he was one too, I think he's the main one, I might have got him too twisted, I'm sorry, (laughs) no fact-checking, but I'm giving a pretty good gist, this is real shit, so the DJs, those guys, the the hip-hop DJs at that time, that's what they took that shit from as far as setting up in the park and having a sound system, they took that shit from Jamaica, that's what they would do, they would actually, a sound system, the original sound system was mobile, so it was on a van, and you had 
speaker strapped to it on the outside or a car, and you just promoted your music that way essentially. And it became that that uh, to this day it's probably still used some. Well, I don't know if it's used anymore in Jamaica, but uh, New York they took it and made it where it was like set up in a park, used the public uh, electricity illegally, <laughs> and throw a party. And that was the real, real roots beginning of hip-hop, was in those situations. And there was no security, there was no nothing, it was just roll up and walk up, you know, probably mostly walking up. A lot of kids, you had everybody in the neighborhood come out, and became this party. And uh, that's what did that, so that's where you have that link. And reggae definitely has a part of hip-hop, you know, there is a, a link there. But... For me, so that's how I pretty much did learn about reggae. I mean, I, if I really think back, definitely Bob Marley would have came up first. I just can't remember when I first heard Marley. Um, it was late. It wasn't early. I, was, I and I'm a '70s kid, but the consciously remember when because I don't. My mom wouldn't play him. It wasn't like in the house. Um, I had to have discovered them with hip-hop, you know, pretty much, or the late 80s, or somewhere I saw something, um, I probably saw them on MTV, I might not have really got into them, I can't remember, it's funny, I'm, I actually can't remember exactly when I did so-called discover them, but I'm pretty sure it was something hip-hop related, but once I got into that, and I got into reggae, and, and there was like a nice little there was a nice moment in the early 90s, it was pretty big, like it was getting mainstream in American music, but even throughout from Marley to the 90s, you, 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 if you have, if you, if you like the police, which was Sting's group, and Sting for that matter, a lot of his music is, uh, completely reggae driven, he, uh, completely took it, but he fused it beautifully, you can't even hate him for it, 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 it if you don't like him, that's fine, but like, you can't hate on him, he, he did a great job with it, and, uh, you know, there's a lot of other pop music that definitely took from reggae, and, and infused, you know, I, I'm not gonna name everybody, but he's the one that stands out, and definitely in that group, and all that, um, Jane's, and actually, yeah, Jane's Addiction, even, some of their, there were some influences there, Perry Farrell talked about it, you could hear it in some of their songs, if you hear the way Stephen Perkins played drums, it's not that regular four-on-the-floor drummer style for rock and roll. He actually is much more rhythmic, and and his choice of where the drum... He didn't just do this straight-ahead rock and roll all the time. Um, yeah, you could listen. If you listen to, like, the Nothing Shocking and any of that stuff, you'll hear those influences in there. It's not so obvious. They weren't trying to just be reggae. It wasn't that, but there is a certain bounce to it that has it, so, and there's probably a ton more songs and things we didn't realize that actually have that influence, but some of the people that I got into, so I got into Marley, of course, I didn't jump in and get real super heavy into them, I actually, probably my ones that I really got into was the dance hall, meaning this reggae is much more danceable, just as it says, it's much more club, basically, so Shaba Rinks would be dance hall, um, uh, Matt, um, I'm sorry, not Matt, my line's hip-hop reggae, he's not that, <laughs> um, Cobra, Mad Cobra, Flex, huge song, Mad, that's dance hall, uh, Barrington Levy, you know, some of that's dance hall, there's a lot of dance hall guys, I don't even know all of them, but there's those, those guys are like the pinnacle, and, um, so there was dance hall, there was, you know, reggae, there was reggae and hip-hop, it pretty much was, and then there was, like, house that had reggae elements, so it was, in the 90s there, it got pretty hot, and then I got to go to Brooklyn many times, because my sister lived out in New York and Brooklyn, and I went to the record stores and got to check out all that was going on, and you could feel it out there, the reggae shit was real, there's a lot of Jamaicans down there in Fulton Mall at the time, I mean, it was very much, uh, it was the shit, so it made me go, oh, shit, you know, this is, this is hot right now, Pittsburgh, where I was living, it wouldn't, they're not, they weren't breaking music like that, it wasn't the scene, you know, but New York, Brooklyn, that was the litmus test, so I would be able to come back, and then later, 
obviously it would come up in Pittsburgh, but people in Pittsburgh definitely love reggae. And my first reggae concert out there, first reggae concert ever was in Pittsburgh. It was the Reggae Sunsplash, and I think it was 92, with a friend of mine, and it was just by accident. And my friend, we never spoke about reggae music or whatever, but I think I knew he liked some, like, Bob Marley and shit like that, but he was, he was like, his, he was like a hippie in his own way, but he was more rock and roll, um, but we just rolled up on it, and we realized, oh shit, we could go, and it was like 18 bucks, it was real cheap, really, so we were like, cool, so we went in, and it was awesome, man, and I forget all the groups that were there, <laughs> uh, fuck, there's one that comes to mind, but I can't really, I'm trying to get their name, <sighs> anyways, it was really good, fun, great vibe, people were just chill, it was nice, because it was very, for being in Pittsburgh, and then hearing a reggae music concert, it just took you out of where you're at, you know, um, yeah, they were, they were great, man, so it was really, that made me really, like, want to go to more, and then, uh, uh, I'm trying to think, I don't think I went to anything else out there at the time for reggae, but, uh, and then another kind of moment like that was, uh, yeah, it would have been the Mavline record release show, and that was in 94, in New York, and that was my own self, I wasn't with no friends, nobody, and, um, that was hip-hop reggae, but it was a big-time reggae Jamaican-type crowd in there, I mean, it was, (laughs) no joke, the fucking floor felt like it would cave in, they were jumping, and it was just like, it was, the energy was off the chain, like, that, I've never been anything like that since, you know, and I haven't seeked out a bunch of reggae spots, per se, but I don't think I could even repeat what that was like, (laughs) like, that energy was very particular to New York and all that, but, uh, yeah, that was a very, very crazy experience, too, because some violence, unfortunately, happened, somebody got sliced with a razor blade, and... (laughs) It was the 4th of July, and people were, like, blowing up, uh, when you left, when I left, there was, like, well, they kicked us out because of that incident, obviously, they turned the lights on, we're, like, party's over, which, you know, they should have, because now you're gonna take a liability if you kept that shit going on, and, uh, I was just, like, okay, I'm trying to get to the bus stop, you know, or the train stop, and I, you know, obviously I know it there, but I'm not super familiar, so I'm trying to, like, which way am I going to go, I gotta go this way, and then, like, like, I'm totally fine, but boom, right away, like, somebody threw a fucking M80 or something big, and and it was, like, this dude sitting on a, on a stool, and they threw it his way, and and then he got up, and it just, like, boom, you know, and it was just, like, they go, I don't know if they do it like this anymore, but there was a time that New York for, for the 4th, they are like a war zone, they blow up shit left and fucking right, I mean, it's crazy, and they don't care in the subway, it doesn't matter, and it just makes it louder because you're in a city, you know, so it was nuts, it was such an experience, and then that was my last night, and I was going back home, so I had that to to think about (laughs) on the train, but, uh, yeah, man, so I've, uh, and, you know, and then when I got out here, I got to go to, uh, the Bob Marley Festival that they hold every year in Long Beach, in in remembrance, it's like his birthday party, essentially, and, uh, they do it at the Long Beach Arena, I think, pretty much all the time to this day, and that was an excellent experience, and they had an exhibit of his at the time with it, so, um, it was fantastic, I learned so much, and I already knew a good bit by that point, kind of, about him, but, then I just really got some knowledge, and, uh, yeah, it's, it's just a, it's an excellent, it's a great music to get into, you know, there's not, if those, to go to shows like that, they're gonna, you'd be, you'll be foolish not to, they're, they're fun, great, you know, peaceful time, like, there's no drama, at least, to the shows I've ever been, outside of, of course, I'm telling you about that incident with Mad Lion, but that's hip-hop, that wasn't so much a reggae thing, <laughs> but a straight reggae-type show, like, typically, very, very cool, I mean, don't get it twisted, like, in Jamaica, and certain reggae elements, they are very, uh, you know, it's very much, like, rough, 
uh, rude boy type reggae, whatever. So there's that that element that exists absolutely, but most of the element of reggae is more of a party. It's not uh, violent or trying to be aggressive, you know. So I I recommend it, even if you're not real big into it. Um, go to a show. You'd be surprised, or go to a club that plays it, you know, whatever. You'd be pretty surprised how how fun it's going to be. So yeah, some of my favorite stuff. Uh, you know, I'm you know I'm just playing. Murder she wrote. It's a total classic from uh, Shaka Demas and Pliers. They have these long ass names. Some of these cats. Let's see. So I was saying, oh, Mad Cobra. I'll play you this. This is the one. Flex. This was his hit. Big hit. Actually, it might have been bigger to me than it actually was, but I thought it was a big hit. <laughs> but no, it did well. Yeah, this this is on Vivo. It's got 7 million views almost, and nobody plays this guy. Beautiful track. I know, it's super chill, right? <laughs> Man, I'm telling you, this is, this is music to get your lady. <laughs> That's basically a lot of this stuff. Yeah, man. Good shit. Let's see. Let me find it. Uh, but it's, it's cool music, man. Um... Oh yeah, here we go. Super Cat, Super Cat. People forget or don't know Super Cat, man. He, uh, hold on. If you hear Sean Paul or a lot of these cats, that's where they got Super Cat from. And I think there's another guy that Super Cat would say I got my style from, but no, I think he, he definitely influenced a lot of these recent guys. Sean Paul, Pitbull, Yeah, Super Cat. I think he really started in the 80s, but he definitely got his heat in the 90s. There you go. Oh, this is the original. There's a different mix, but this was uh, the album cut. Yeah, so you could, you know, Rihanna's music's been, you could hear it, it, it it's not the same, but style-wise, there's so many things that have been reggae of influence that people don't even realize. Let me try to find, here it is, the hip-hop remix of this. This is the one I was familiar with. Yeah. Which I like better. The other one's cool, too. And that was, that was the other thing, that was the other thing I just want to mention real quick. You would, as a, as a, you know, just scanning the channels type reggae hip-hop artist, or, I'm sorry, fan, I would see a song like that, hear it, and be like, oh, shit, I'm gonna get that, and then you go... In reggae in particular, you'd have to really be careful. You'd end up getting that shit on the album or whatever, and it would be like, what the fuck is this? It sounds completely different. It's the original. But then you would get into it. You'd be like, oh, okay, this is kind of cool. But, of course, you're always like, ah, oh, I want that damn remix. So this is the remix. Famous beat. Everybody's heard this. Or a variation of it. Yeah. Getting through this bottle. what we do, motherfucker. So, yeah. 
So yeah, that was that was some super cat there for you. And you'll hear it. That sample was kind of in this beat here, which is Black Moon, how many MCs? So yeah, you get it. I mean, if you've listened to enough music and hip-hop and reggae, you kind of get the whole relationship. Oh, shit. Sorry. But, um, but yeah, I just wanted to talk about that a bit. I really... I was just thinking about it. I'm like, damn, I mean... <clears throat> I know I talk about hip-hop a lot and pop music, but... Yeah, um, I don't always listen to reggae as much anymore. But um, I love it, man. I love that culture. I love that, that spirit of the music. Any of the Caribbean music, any of the Latin music, those are, man, you'd be surprised how uh, how much that influences so much of pop music, and it's been like that for years, you just don't know of it, and it may not always, like, be so obvious, um, but it is a very, very integral part that is drawn from, especially if you're aware, I mean, it, it, you should, because it's, that rhythm, if you, if you get into a beat, and you make it, there's a thing called groove, okay, this is what separates the straight type beat that's very like, dun, 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 you know, and that's good, like, you can make hits just with those beats, it's not that that can, but groove, when you get that groove, the little shift in the, in the whole beat, those, uh, I think those are even more successful, but here, here's an influence right here, and here's a Latin this would be called, there definitely is an Afro-Cuban element, and Afro-Cuban's definitely used in pop music, very, very much so, <laughs> um, I didn't know that until I got into the industry, and I learned about it, I had never heard of it talked as Afro-Cuban music, I never heard that, that term, and then I learned, oh, you know, um, it's based on this trace beat pattern, uh, which I, it's, let me think, it goes, one, two, three, one, two, three, something like that, it, 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 there's a certain pattern to it, that's, that's different than typical beat patterns, or it's like, I'm gonna play this one, this kind of has it going on, and you know this song if you heard it, Very sexy beats. That's what That's what's the whole key. Very sexy beat. And then you put those two women on it? Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's a hit. There's nothing else to say. You could have them singing all kinds of bullshit, and that's a hit. It doesn't matter. It's too sexy. You can't fuck with that. So, that's what we're talking about in pop music. And then you have... Uh, let me give you another example. Yeah, this is this is the example for sure. Rihanna, work. Now Rihanna has she's from uh Barbados, I think. So that's why she even does that much better. She is she is the, as far as female and music and consistency and everything, she, I mean, Beyonce is definitely amazing, but I think Rihanna is even more of a hit maker. She, her shows and, and her performance isn't as enjoyable or uh, amazing as Beyonce, 
which she has gotten better, but her music, the girl, everything she could sing on or be on, it's mega hit. This one I'm looking at right now, this video, and this is from Rihanna's own Vivo, shout out to you if you're listening to me, Riri, which you're not, but, and she'll be like, I want my money for that, <laughs> alright, I got your five bucks, I don't got that big of a squad, so, uh, the, her views are 935 million, almost a billion views for one video, that's what we're talking about, and then, this one has half that, kind of the same thing though with Rude Boy, it's an okay song, yeah, pretty cool, I'm not going to play all that, but yeah, you get the whole point, so, that's the influence reggae has in pop music, rock, hip-hop, it's influenced a lot of music, hold on, let me, here's another one, and this is one of my favorites, definitely, definitely some reggae influence here, say there's also, that one has some Indian type music influence, so I would do want to pull up some with that, this is another, so I'm going to deviate, we're not, we're going to get away from the reggae part, but I'm going to talk about the Indian influence too, that's been in hip hop, um, hold on, uh, what's that song, yes, okay, here you go, right here. Okay, I'm gonna play you the. This is where the sample came from, so you'll probably hear it pretty quickly. Okay. Right here. Give it a moment. my most favorite hip-hop track in terms of the bass line. That bass line, oh, I mean, whoever played this, kudos, because that shit is killer. Truth was no joke. I wish he would have had a career. Great song, great video, too. I gotta play it to the chorus because this shit's hot. And, and I'm gonna play some rock him too because he killed it too. Jesus Christ. He's so contagious. Mastermind, Dre. This should have way more views. It's about a million on this one. It should be way more than that. job on the casting too. There were some nice looking women in this video. 
they all old now. I'm not saying they don't look good, I'm just saying that much time has passed. This is, uh, damn, 2002? Oh my god, 15 years ago, yeah, everybody old. Yeah, so, hold on, sorry. Damn. So that, that, that's that influence from the Indian music, but, uh, yeah, there was that part of hip-hop, too, that started doing that, but, uh, so that, to me, is the thing about hip-hop, really, in an essence, um, the sampling part, and it should still exist, and I think it's going to continue, and it's actually getting better. I, there's a company, or somebody put together, I was listening to somebody, but, uh, anyways, they're making it so it's much more easier and convenient to, uh, pay for your sample license, you know, whoever you're going to sample from, and then they get paid as well, so this whole thing is going to get better and easier to work with, uh, and I think it's still crucial in hip-hop, doesn't have to be all hip-hop songs ever, I think it's wonderful that they, people do invent their own stuff, and you should invent your own sounds, and I think we're at a point, hip-hop should really have sub-genres, I don't think it should be all called just hip-hop, I think you need trap, and, you know, all that, there, there's names that already have happened, but I think it needs to be really treated that way, and, um, it's, it's just become a huge phenomenon in music, <clears throat> at this point, you have to treat it that way, hip-hop is definitely, nobody will argue with, there's nothing to argue about, but it has wholly influenced music in a big way, is that always completely good? No, no, I, I, I wish that rock thrived better than it has, and that's not, um, it has nothing to do with hip-hop and its popularity, it has to do with rock and the executives and the way that they've, um, tried to shape that, nobody, nobody's, uh, they, 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 they haven't held the standard like they should, and, uh, maybe it's development for young bands, or whatever, but I just feel like they dropped the ball at some point, we had a good run, I mean, it seems still pretty strong with the, uh, early 2000s, and, you know, there's been gaps here and there, but it's just, I think that it, rock should be much better than it is, I don't think it should be so, um, there's too much, uh, it's, you know, Coldplay is excellent, I love them, but there's too much of that type of thing, like, but then there's this new band, Greta Van Fleet, uh, which I've been sharing with people, look them up, they are, like, Zeppelin Reborn, and I mean this in real respect, like, very, very good, <clears throat> and I love it, because it's bringing back this sound, and I hope, I hope there's more artists that will do that, and I'm not trying to say I want them to sound like the 60s and 70s, but um, there's just so much to draw from. I don't see how you can't have uh, some good music come out of rock. And you have all this great equipment, all these great studios. Just play around. That's the whole thing. I just feel like there's been a loss in artists wanting to play around with sounds and being experimental, you know everybody's, usually, it, it, it seems like everybody's kind of copying what the other sound is, which I get, and that's not new, but it's always that much better when you invent your sound, or at least <clears throat> appear to invent, and that's what hip-hop does a lot of, so let's see here. Uh, yeah, we'll play this one. A little music break again. Uh, check it out, man. Uh, cool. No doubt, man. Uh, yeah. Check it out, man. Yeah, special girl, real good girl, biggest thing in my itty bitty world. Call her up and she made me feel like wish the bliss could never take flight. 
Yeah, this shit was hot. And again, this is this is the same time, 2002 or so. Beautiful women, Q-Tip created a whole new career outside of Tribe with this whole song. And you could be like, oh, he went Hollywood. Like, yeah, he should have. <laughs> he was like, I'm trying to get fucked by all these women. Yeah, they were having fun, man. So, like, that's what I'm saying is that there needs to be more fun in the music again overall. And there is. It's just there's, you know. I don't know. I think that uh, maybe I'm all over the place here. Sorry. But that's pretty much what I wanted to say. Yeah, I don't need to... There's nothing else to add on. I just want to give you a decent overview of some stuff. So, that's pretty much it this evening. I'm chilling. It's still pretty early. It's only 6.30. The sun is barely... It's almost all the way down. Man, what a great weekend. I mean, I'm so, it's so nice to get something like this, man, after working so hard. It, 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 I tell you what, that's where the payoff is. It, if you can go through some time and working real hard and then give yourself that break, or they give you the break, <laughs> man, you know. Um, so anyways, that's about it, guys. I'm going to let you go, get into your week. Um, and that's it. All right. Peace.